Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Friday. You made it to the end of the week. Congratulations. <laughs> I was bugging Gabby because uh, <laughs> um, I was—I told you all that I was folding laundry the other day. This, this is a big thing. You're going to make fun I, of me. What's that? You're going to make fun I'm, of me. I'm about to make fun of your clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was. I was talking yesterday about the fact that I, I did the laundry, which is a big thing. A lot of people messaged me and was like, seriously, when is that the first time you've done laundry? No, it's not the first time I've done laundry. I've done it a few times and I'm not very good <laughs> at it. It's kind of like the dishwasher. When you load it, you know, you, you don't do it a, a shitty job on purpose, but it just, you know, it's the way it is. And then Zero they, organization. Never, they never ask you to do it ever again. <laughs> but anyways, as I was folding the laundry, um, one of Gabby's nighttime shirts is like living it up for the weekend or something. Like, waiting for the weekend. Waiting for the weekend. I'm like, buy it for the saying. I bought it because it's comfortable. <laughs> what the fuck is this, Gabby? Like, seriously, in my house, you literally have a waiting for the weekend nighttime shirt. <laughs> I I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Um, because clearly we are not the waiting for the weekend type of people. Uh you know what though, Wayne, when you said that, as much as just like we laughed it off. I did start thinking about how it's bullcrap about like w the the messages that are out there for us on everything, on on night shirts, on po like pictures that you can buy and put up on your walls. The waiting for the weekend and like um, just like yeah that that mentality of that you that literally you are living for the weekend and that Monday through fi Friday is a dumpster fire. That messaging, it's a we're told it our entire lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, you know, I could, I could also, I could, I can argue both sides because I can see it from both sides, but um, living that way is a horrible way to live. Living for two days of the week. Yeah. That's that's the point that we're trying to, that Gabby's trying to get across here. Living, living for the weekend for two days a week is is a horrible way to live because you spend I don't make me do math but like <laughs> almost you know um 80 percent of your life dreading and 20 percent actually enjoying which is extremely sad very sad um however at the same time um I mean I get it you what you're doing what you five sevenths thank you Tony <laughs> <laughs> I could have made that a lot simpler, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, pull, pull the thought together, Wayne. I, I, I see I, the see the gears moving. <laughs> I was just trying to remember what I was saying. Um, I get it because what you do every day is not what lights you up. You know, we are forced to not forced, but it's a good idea to go to work every day to make a living to, to provide for your family. And the way that the system is 
is set up is that, you know, they put you into school, they train you for a job and, and, and you go do that job and you, and you contribute to society. And, um, it's not, it's not fun. I mean, most people, you know, the jobs that they do, the, the jobs that they're qualified for, uh, typically don't inspire them. Yeah. But can we pull that back to, I don't know when we were talking about it, maybe last week when um, we were talking about how, like, if your circle of people around you is negative, mm. that you have the ability to change that and that that can go for <clears throat> your job, your sports team, your family, like everything you can, you can decide what's surrounding you. So if your job sucks so bad, or maybe you like your job, but the people around you suck so bad that you literally dread Monday through Friday and you are living for that weekend, then find a different company to work for. If you yeah. like your job, but the people suck, find a different company to work for that has great people. So yeah. it's those decisions that you make that can hugely impact your Monday to Friday. I, I think that that, get, that and that's pretty scary too. Uh, I'll get back to you there in a second. It's pretty scary too to, to, for that thought. Like, well, you know, that means I might be off work for three weeks, four weeks. I'm going to be out of money. I don't have enough in the savings and stuff like that. Um, what if what if I try this new place out and it doesn't work out and, mm -hmm. and the people are just the same? Yeah, I mean, there's all those fears. But I'm telling you, making that jump from one company to another is, is far less terrifying than making the jump into being a full-time entrepreneur. Yeah. So consider that to be um, a small little baby step or a small little trial period into, you know, making big decisions and, and doing things that scare you. Yeah. Um, but Gabby was right on point with saying that, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, will make it so much more bearable. <laughs> yeah. And actually, after we talked about that, I remembered something. And I remember if we think back to our early days and mm -hmm. when I was um, when I started in the hotel industry, um, as I alluded to, and we were talking about it previously, I just kind of kept like moving up in the ranks. They kept promoting me and switch office over here and get a better job and a better job. And I ended up um, ended up working for this manager who was okay at first and then turned like seriously toxic really? and our office i don't know if you, i i mean if i started saying names when you'd probably remember yeah. the situation but um our office turned into everybody walking on eggshells all the time we were like don't say anything don't do anything keep your head down like it was crazy mm. um me and one of the other girls actually ended up having to go to hr it got so bad and but that almost made it worse because then she came into question and went under fire and it like it got so bad that so you bottle it up and you just when, don't do anything well no that's when i mean like i'm glad in my early years that i had the foresight to be like you know what i like this isn't worth it i'm leaving and i waited until i found a really great job i started applying and i used my the people that i had in in my circle to you know make some connections and that sort of thing That's you know right. it's about who you know and i moved to these three really great a group of three really great boutique hotels yeah. with incredible people that gave me the same opportunities if not more i mean i ended up eventually after a few years landing myself an executive position with the best team ever mm -hmm. And like, that's what I mean. I dreaded every single Monday to Friday that I had to go to work because it was pure to toxicity. Like it was crazy. And into like the best team ever that I will like, that I, I, I miss them still. 
<laughs> and I remember that was a huge step for you. I remember oh, I you terrified. crying. Yeah. Uh, and about making this huge move. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that shit in a very long, well, since it happened. I, I don't, I don't think you remember that stuff at all. It's not, yeah. a, no, because oh, of all the big decisions you've made since then. But like, that was a huge life decision for you. I remember you calling your mom. You didn't yeah. know what to do. It was so scary. Yeah. Was, Am I and worth I, well, it? I was young. Yeah. I was, you know, in my twenties or whatever, but, but I, th um, I think that's, I think it's a really good, um, you know, lesson to, to if, if that's, if that's what your day looks like and it's toxic and, you know, it, and it's, it's preventing you from, you know, growing, you know, at home, it's, it's preventing you from enjoying, you know, your weekdays and you're just living it up for the weekend yeah, <laughs> or, or <laughs> hustling for the weekend or whatever, whatever your t nighttime t-shirt says. <laughs> May I though? Um, yeah. Courtney, as always, me and Courtney are so on the same wavelength about everything. But I just saw her message. It says um, the the waiting for the weekend thing, and it. She said it's like the message of needing booze to parent. Mm. And Courtney, I am passionate on this subject. Like, I actually get so fired up when I start talking about this because, as new moms. This is exactly what we're told. You look at all the goofy little shops out there that set, that sell the funny little mugs and, and sweaters that say like, um, you know, the wine o'clock and that like your kids are terrors and all this kind of stuff and need wine to parent and, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that is literally as a new fragile mom who is discovering that being a mom of an infant is fucking hard. And then being told that it's okay, just drink, like just drink to survive and you'll be okay. Like that's basically what we're being told. Yeah. As funny or goofy as the messaging may seem, subconsciously, you're like, okay, I just need some bottle of wines and uh, bottles of wine in my cupboard and like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Then you start drinking every night, mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's just a glass. Take the edge off at the end of the really Don't forget hard to take day. a picture for Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And like the the messaging, and it's not just about booze. It's like it goes way farther than that. And especially for um, for moms, for like the whole mom thing, it's just insane. And I I got pulled into it. Like that's and and even just seeing like people finding it hilarious, and then buying the products, and then putting it on on Instagram. You know, like drinking to survive. My you know. Mm -hmm the the three nage year or whatever it is yeah three nager years yeah and like that kind of stuff it's like i cringe every single time because i remember buying into that and i remember like i remember thinking that that was funny yeah. and i remember drinking because that i was told that that's how we survive and so yeah thank you for bringing that up courtney i don't i don't talk about it often but <laughs> you don't and that's a really good point i've never talked to you about it wayne <laughs> That's a really, really good point. And now I feel terrible for bringing home a bottle of wine last week. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes beyond that now about like now, you know, once your kids get older, it's like drinking to to survive your job or to survive your stress or whatever. And that's a whole other thing in itself. You know, we talk about alcoholism and all that kind of stuff, but well, and, and, to numb, drinking to numb. And Courtney wants to add something in here as, as well. Um, I feel like we can go down this 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 crazy rabbit hole because yeah, I mean, it's not always quote unquote alcoholism. It's, it's, it's also um, just 
you're 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 setting you're normalizing alcohol. Yeah. Because most people don't become an alcoholic. I just started drinking two beers after work every day. I wasn't an alcoholic. Taking the edge off a stressful day. I just like to get it and everybody else does it and it's a hard day. Yeah. Hey Courtney. Okay. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a dangerous slope, right? Like even the living for the weekend, you're living for the last two days of the week, you're drinking to parent, you're numbing out mm -hmm. all these fantastic but extremely hard parts of your life that are hugely valuable for growth and they can benefit us to like grow as humans and investors. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I figured I should call in once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Every time you leave a comment, I'm like, yes, Courtney. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's one that I don't get to talk about often, but it's, uh, oof, it's a bad one. Yeah, it is a hard one, but it's so normalized in our culture. But. Yeah, it is. But having discussions like this is a really great place to start. Um, you know, for the 300 or 400 people that download this episode, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe open their eyes. might open their eyes and think that maybe I don't need those two beers after work, or maybe I don't need that bottle of wine or that glass of wine after the kids go to bed. Yeah. It's not healthy. Like I, most people, do you mind just turning your volume down? Oh yeah. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah. Um, Is that better? Yes. Yes. Thank you. There's a little bit of echo. Um, and most people don't turn into alcoholics, as I was saying. It's not a huge, like, alcoholism problem. But the problem is, like, it's really just not good for you in general. <laughs> um, like, it, it fucks with your liver. Um, you know, I, I, I learned pretty quickly I was having some liver issues because I was having one beer every night. The doctor told me it's better that you have seven beers on Sunday than it is for you to have one beer at dinner every night because of the enzymes and stuff and everything else. And so you need to clear it out of your system. Um, I was getting gout. <laughs> like gout and like liver problems. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I have one beer and you go <laughs> after work with dinner every night. Like I'm not an alcoholic. He goes, yeah, but stop. I'm like, I'm not gonna drink seven on, on Friday. I'm not the, the type of person. I don't drink to get drunk. And he goes, then don't drink at all. Yeah. Like what the hell's the point? Like you're, you're getting more, you're obese, you're getting overweight and it's not good for your liver and you're getting gout. Like, is it really worth that one beer dinner every night? And I'm like, good oh, point, sir. Yeah. Good point, doc. <laughs> People think alcohol is benign, but the numbing effect that it has on your life and then the effects it has on your body, just because it legal, it's legal doesn't mean that yeah. mm -hmm. it's completely benign. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Have a good morning. Thank you, you too. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny how we got to alcohol. I know. It, I is... was just going to say, like, where these conversation goes, you just never know, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's I, – I, I love it. I love it because um, yeah, these aren't things that we're thinking about on a regular basis. Yeah. And um, I, I hate preparing. Sometimes I get a little bit of anxiety. It would be like 5.59. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are we talking about today? Um, yeah. But there's so many things to talk about. It just really depends on where the direction goes. But there was a couple housekeeping items that I wanted to take care of today. Um, uh, first things first, yesterday we had a discussion about um, – Someone called in and asked about setting up a will. Uh, estate planning. Yeah. Estate planning. Um, we're working on getting a guest uh, for that. It's it's tough getting a guest that that's okay with coming on at six a.m. <laughs> um, but uh, we're working on it. But the the lawyer that we spoke to over at Field Law, his name is Malkit Atwal. So M A L K I T 
A-T-W-A-L. Uh, he is a partner at Field Law. Um, we, really nice guy. Like super really nice. nice. Um, I thought it was going to be, uh, an overwhelming discussion. I was a little scared about it. I'm like, oh man, like we held off on this for way too long, but he made it very simple. And, um, though we still haven't finished the paperwork, we got it all started at the very least, just get a a general will done, right? You don't know, um, what's going to happen. You don't know if, you know, you're, you know, you're going to get in an accident, and um, it's not for you. It's for the people that are, you know, that care about you that are going to be, you know, taking this over when you pass. So um, definitely at least the very least just have the phone call, get the documents emailed off to you. Um, I also looked it up. Um, I was trying to remember what the fee structure was. Um, just so you have a general idea. And uh, for an individual, if you're just getting a straight up will done, it's about 750 bucks to a thousand uh, for a couple. Uh, you're about a thousand dollars, and then that could go upwards of two thousand dollars, depending on you know if you're getting um, a personal directive or an enduring power of attorney. So it's really going to depend on on your um, individual um, file. But I would I would guesstimate you know or would expect somewhere between a thousand and two thousand dollars, depending on how complicated you want it. Um, again, um, reach out to uh, Melkit at. Uh, at field law or whomever just do you know what i mean i just wanted to give you guys a resource um there's no and you guys might be looking at that price going like whoa because you know you can go get one drawn up for 200 bucks with a random person who comes into your home and mobile yeah i think i saw a pamphlet at the alberta registries um when you're getting your driver's license yeah you can get the kit yeah (laughs) so i mean like if you don't really, you know, have any, anything to disperse or, you know, like if your life is, is very just like simple at this point, then sure, maybe, maybe you don't have, maybe don't even have kids yet. Update it in two years. But when things start getting complicated and you do have kids and you have a spouse and you have properties and you have, you know, like all these things, spend the money to get somebody who is like, who understands real estate investing and that kind of stuff. Um, don't, don't cheap out on that. Mm-hmm. Cause those are big, that can be a huge impact on whoever survives you. That's your legacy, right? You're, that's yeah. what you're going to be remembered for. <laughs> and you don't want people cursing your name at your funeral because you were so super successful, but you left them the biggest <laughs> fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he was super successful, but he clearly did not have things in order. People are going to be talking shit about you at your funeral, at your wake. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It's got dark. (laughs) What? Um, Another item as well. Uh, We've been talking a lot about, 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 uh, about Gabby's uh, women's uh, real estate investing mastermind. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should talk about that. A lot of people have been asking, sending me messages, sending you messages. It's much better if we just tell everyone what it is and and what it costs and and when it's starting and all that stuff. Um, You are starting a new group pretty soon here, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I wish I could have uh, prepared better for this. Kind of put yeah, me on the spot. Yeah, I just kind of threw it at you. <laughs> well, who, uh, let's, let me just ask you a simple question first. Who, who, who is it for? Yeah, so, well, it's for... Can I join? No, you may not. Why? Because you are a man investing in real estate. That's and this bullshit. is for women investing in real estate. So, um, yeah, if you guys have been listening for any length of time, you know that I am 
passionate about working with women and about empowering women and um, helping them along their way in their journey. So I have created women's real estate investing mastermind groups, um, which is fantastic. I absolutely love it. I just had uh, one of our calls last night, which was amazing. And yeah, I want to get another group started. So I know that we're heading into Christmas and everybody kind of starts to go Christmas crazy and winds down from business stuff. So I'm going to wait until the new year. I'm looking to get started. I believe it's January 12th ish. So mid January. And um, yeah, so what I do is I put together a group of five women who are investing in real estate that want to kind of um, amp things up and um, get some accountability and um, get some action plans in place, set some goals for the year, that kind of stuff. And um, and I want to be there as a facilitator to support you guys. I want to um, hold these meetings where you can come in and be open and vulnerable and talk about where you're struggling and, um, you know, like where to go, how to do it, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we get... Um, we get five women together. I facilitate the meetings. They're online on Zoom. And we gather bi-weekly. So every other week we have meetings for a 12-year, 12-year, uh, 12 12-month. 12 <laughs> this is long-term, baby. 12-year <laughs> commitment. 12-month. <laughs> so it's a one-year membership. And um, yeah, so basically right off the bat, we set some goals for the year, um, get vision boards together, and then we start meeting regularly where, yeah, uh, I mean, like I went and got educated on how to be a facilitator. So this isn't like getting yeah. women together and chatting, you know, like just chit-chatting. This is like, this is business. This is, but I also like, sorry, Wayne. Wayne. Oh, I was just going to say this is, and that's that's one thing mastermind gets thrown around as a, as a very loosely. Um as, as a word that just means that people meeting up together, um, you know, whether it be in like a, an office setting, a group setting or 30 people, or there's some speakers speaking, or, you know, it's, uh, there's an online mastermind with 500 people. It's just, it gets thrown around so loosely because it was a very popular um, gimmicky word for a while there. And a lot of people went and joined a bunch of masterminds and they're like, oh, well, I'm not getting any results. Um, that's because they weren't run properly as a mastermind. And like Gab's big thing was like, if I'm going to run a master, cause I was, I was pushing her a little bit. She wanted to do it, but it was like, it's a big thing. So she's like, I'm not going to do it and just be like everyone else. I'm going to go take a course on how to be an actual mastermind facilitator. I'm going to run it like it. So people actually get results. Yeah. So, um, she's being very, you know, quiet about it, but like she, she put in the work and it's a, it's, it's really cool. And I really want to join it, but she won't let me join it because of my gender. <laughs> Gender discrimination. It's unbelievable, but um, yeah, that's it's 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 an actual mastermind, and um, that way, just be, again, people they see, they see masterminds, they're like, well, I, I want results, um, yeah. you know, and there's no results from masterminds because I've tried it. Well, no, it's this is it's because you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. And I also like I I also because it's important to me, um, the goal setting really intertwines not just, you know, business and growing your real estate investing business, but also personal growth. So, um, you know, I I enforce that there's goal setting on both sides of that, because I'm a firm believer that if you're growing your business, but you haven't, um, you know, discovered yourself and, and grown personally, then it's all for nothing. Um, if you don't know who you are at the end of the day, when you've reached your audacious business goals, um, it's not going to be satisfying. It's not going to be what you want. You're not going to be happy. So uh, that's huge for me as well. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, then in our meetings, we're, you know, celebrating successes, working through challenges. Um, I run hot seats. So each meeting, somebody gets to sit in the hot seat and get their, you know, breakthrough big ticket challenges kind of solved by masterminding it with the group. Um, you know, we share resources. I'm an open book. Um, I, I love to get in, you know, get involved in the conversations and, um, you know, share my experiences, share, you know, what I think on the topics, share my documents. <laughs> I put lots of systems in place. Yeah, so I'm always cool very happy to pass along those types of things. And uh, yeah, and then we have a little group chat that we stay connected in. So if you need a little, you know, midweek motivation, need a little pick me up and get in the group chat and kind of stay connected that way. And I watch I watch you like sometimes and like, I think last night, not, you weren't in a, this isn't a good example, but last night you had a, um, a women's mastermind. Yeah. And um, sometimes I'll watch and I'm like, oh man, like Gabby's not having a good day. And like, she, <laughs> I, I just worry for her because like, you know, sometimes she, she needs to bring, you know, she needs to initiate some of the energy, you know, at the beginning of it. Otherwise everyone just kind of walks in there and is like, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, <laughs> one more day till the weekend. <laughs> um, and I, I look at Gabby, I'm like, oh, she She's ain't bringing the right <laughs> energy today. <laughs> And, um, and then like within five minutes, she's just like completely lit up and cackling, laughing and everybody's <laughs> joking and shit. So, um, you know, talking about like that, that weekday weekend mentality, um, you know, it's, it's really good just to constantly have, again, surrounding yourself with people like that. That's why I'm so jealous of it because I got a, I got a case of the Wednesdays and the Thursdays and I just want to be surrounded with people like that. Dudes are a little more, mm. Um, I find like your masterminds are just so everybody's laughing and having fun. I don't hear the other end. I just hear Gabby like, you know, <laughs> howling, laughing from the other end of the house. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's not just business. It's also a good time. <laughs> and you talked about personal growth. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you mind if I go down this, but, no, um, you said it's all about personal growth and even, I don't know if you noticed, um, we discuss this a lot about like our topics every day. We're rarely talking about real estate investing. I'm trying to throw in real estate investing stuff here because I know a lot of people are like, oh, how come they're not talking about tenants and toilets? Um, it's the real estate portion is actually quite easy. You know, I can explain to you in about three hours how to become a really good real estate investor and get you started for the first three years. It's pretty simple stuff, right? You'll make a couple mistakes and you'll get better. But I find that with being a real real estate investor or a real uh, real estate business owner, it you it, personal growth is way more important, way more important. Actually, I remember this, um, something that Patrick Francie said to me uh, years back, and I, you remember these pivotal moments. And um, he he had been watching me, and he had some very uh, good advice for me. And 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 he um, and he says this a lot too, but it's it's more about who you need to become, and less about real estate. It has nothing to do with real estate, you know, investing and all the strategies and the techniques and stuff like that, tactics. It's more about who you have to become in order to become successful. Mm -hmm. That's the key thing. Because I picture some people, and I mean, look at yourself in the mirror. Would you invest in, you know, a million dollars in you? It's a great exercise. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're trying to say, I want $10,000 a month in cash flow. And we say, okay, then that means you need whatever, 20 suited houses. So you're going to go and need to raise, you're going to need to raise $2 million in order to buy those 20 suited houses in order to get your perfect life of $10,000 in cash flow a month. Would you invest $2 million in you? 
And I'm not saying you're not enough. I'm not saying you're not good enough for that. I'm just saying that you need to be thinking about who you need to become in order to be the type of person that someone invests in. Are you the best version of yourself? And that's what personal growth is. That's what, you know, self, whatever personal development is. You need to develop into the person that you need to become now so that you can be that person later. And you know what else personal growth creates is it brings out authenticity in people. Yes. And so if you're out there trying to fake it till you make it, like people smell that shit. You can read it all over. You can see there's hundreds of people out there in in our community that are trying to fake it until they make it. Mm -hmm. And you can just clearly see it. Whereas if you're working on yourself, it brings out that authenticity in realizing who you are and what matters to you and what you're passionate about. And if you can build a business around that, Mm -hmm. around who you are and your passions and like your self-discovery, then you're going to be laughing. Your, your people, the people who are meant to do business with you are going to flock to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, that's what I, I even find with these mastermind groups is that like the, the women who are approaching me and who are joining are my people. I keep saying like me and Courtney are on such the same Mm -hmm. wavelength. Like, like it's because she's my people. She found me because I was being authentic in, in my journey and in my growth and who I am and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just as important as taking your next real estate investing course and education. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of people, they, they take all these courses and they learn all the, you know, the tactics and the strategies and they get all the education, but they never do anything with it. They float. And it's because they don't develop. They don't develop into the person that they need to become in order to be that person. Yeah. And it's not like you have to change who you are. You just need to level up. You're going to have different revs of you. You're going to have different revisions of you. You're going to have different stages in your life. And like, and I'm talking about this now. We're going to be talking about this all weekend at the cabin retreat this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I know a few of you guys are literally listening are going to be there. But this is pretty much, we have to really, when you're thinking about, you know, your roadmap to where you want to be. Each stage you get there, let's say when you get three properties, you need to you need to start leveling up yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? And you know, walking into um, your networking room um, dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, you know, is not going to attract people to you. If you want to, you know, around if you get to around the fifth property and you're like, okay, that's around the stage where I'm going to start asking to be on podcasts because now I've got some properties, now I've got some experience, now I've got some things to talk about. You need to level up in the way that you walk into a room. And it's not just clothes. It's not just jeans and t-shirt. Like the way you stand, the way you speak, you know, you want to, like, you want people to respect you. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to, like, get it. You need to grow into that role in order to actually achieve those things. So when you're thinking about who you want to become, you also need to think about at the end, sorry, your ultimate goal. You also need to think about who you're going to become along the way and how you're going to gradually increase and grow in order to eventually get into that role. Cause you can't just, you know, walk around in shorts and a t-shirt, you know, every day. And then just one day, pow, he's in a you know sharp, you know, suit, suit. <laughs> or, you know, a, a nice blouse or like what, whatever, or a nice car. You have to gradually do that because sometimes that can be a little abrasive yeah. for the people that are around you. Like who the fuck's this guy? Suddenly he thinks he's got some properties. Now he's just, well, you know, and a lot of people, shit. a lot of people will hear what you're saying and be like, but I don't want to change. I want to be me. And, you know, like that's, that's the resistance that can come out of, out of the point that you're trying to put Mm -hmm. out. And if you're one of those people going like, I don't, I don't want to become that. I just want, I just want to be me and, and 
buy my houses and whatever. The question that I'd ask you is, is that like, but don't, are you like, don't you want to grow personally, but don't you want to, you know, like discover and have, you know, like a, a better life? Not, I'm not talking about in mindset. money, but in mindset in personal development in finding those passions and all those types of things like growth doesn't mean that you're just like leaving yourself behind growth is becoming the best version of you yeah it's beautiful it's an amazing journey <laughs> that is my definition of life i'm still working on you know what it's going to look like on a wine glass <laughs> but the definition of life is becoming the best version of yourself mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And the, and the life that you create, the, what, what you grow around you. Yeah. Think of yourself as a plant. Think of yourself as a tree. Think of yourself as a, as a, as a cancerous virus. Everything that, that, is, that is created is, is, is created to grow. Yeah. And then it when does. you stop growing, you die. <laughs> so the point is, is to grow as much as you can, to become the tallest tree, and then not to be the tallest tree and then tear everybody else down. You want to have thick roots that grow other things as well, right? You want other things to grow around you. So it's not just you, just having other things grow around you. That is the fucking purpose of life. So becoming the best version of yourself as well as helping other things grow and being nutritious. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So that's that's why I'm so obsessed with becoming the best version. I don't tear other people down, right? I don't create shade so that other trees can't grow. That's, that is, that is personal development. That is personal. Like it's, I, I hear that all the time too. I don't want to become someone else. I just want to be myself, but I still want to have lots of money. Well, I'm sorry. Yourself hasn't got you very far so far. Yeah. Yourself is stuck. Yourself is stuck. So you need to do personal growth, which means reading a fucking book, reading a book about changing your mindset. Go listen to Tony Robbins for two minutes and <laughs> you'll, you'll be 20% better already just yeah. listening to him. Um, you know what I mean? Just just go read a book about just changing the, the framework of, of the way that you make decisions, the way that you look at things, your perspectives, because your perspectives are holding you back right now. Yeah. You're, you're, it's your limiting beliefs. Yeah, it's not your knowledge. It's, if you've gone and taken the courses, it's not your knowledge. It's your it's perspective. Your and yeah. well, I hate mindset because it's such a stupid cliche word. Um, and but everyone's doing a podcast on mindset and you know, anyone that wants to be on my podcast, I'm like, okay, what do you want to talk about? I'd like to talk about mindset. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, no, like it's, it's, it's about perspective. It's about decision-making. These are the, it's the framework that you need to develop internally that helps you make quick decisions on the fly every day. Do I, when someone says something to me, how do I react? When an opportunity presents itself, how do I react? If you're able to react quickly and make decisions really quickly, that's what creates more opportunities. By sitting there with limiting beliefs, that's ultimately how you don't take opportunities. You don't create opportunities and you sit and you don't grow. Yeah. So that was not where I was intending to go today, but um, <laughs> your mastermind. Um, yeah. So if we uh, pull that back. Um... You're planning on starting January. I told you just the other day, you've already got a few people that are already interested in signing up. I say just me because I'm all about growing and not waiting until January. I'm not waiting for the whole new year, new me bullshit. Oh, don't wait for the weekend. Don't wait for the new year. I'm saying if you can fill a group Damn. right now, I'd say start on <laughs> December 23rd. Like I don't, I, I have no, yeah. yeah, I get it. Your parents are coming and everything else, but like, fuck, get started now. 
Like yeah, I, sure. I, that's, that's just how I operate. I don't, Ladies, I don't like if we can fill the group and everybody's game to get going, let's do I it. I say if I can get going right now. <laughs> and I, I may have noted this because I wanted to ask who I asked who, and, and, and let's separate gender for a second. Um, who is it for? Is it for someone who's brand new to real estate? Is it for someone, you know, do they have to be a mom? Can they have a job? No. They need to be a full-time investor. Can they have properties? How many properties they need? Yeah. Like, who is this for? No, you can be pretty much any, um, anyone that is um, in real estate investing, don't need to be a mom, don't need to be a wife, don't need to be a full-timer, don't need to be a part-timer. Um, just if you're investing in real estate and wanting to grow that um, business, then this is for you. The one thing I will say is that it's great if you have a little bit of education and knowledge ahead of time so that it's not about, because like a mastermind, a true mastermind, and mine is a true mastermind, isn't about education. <clears throat> I'm not, we're not getting on those two hour calls and I'm not teaching you about how to buy a property. I mean, sure, lots of questions may come up surrounding it, but it's not education. It's about masterminding about the the little things that are holding you back. Maybe it's a specific question about, about buying a house, you know, mm -hmm. mortgage related or whatever that you just like can't wrap your head around and need answered. And yeah, that's great. So, um, you know, like a bit, a bit of education and general understanding is, is great to have going in, but we, Wayne, like you and you specifically more hear it all the time. Like, um, from some of the guys that you speak with is they're like, I want to get my wife more involved and you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is a great a great way to do it, like through a women's mastermind, because we women understand, um, you know, like those of us that do have kids, we understand how hard it can be when you have kids. Mm -hmm. Those of us, you know, and some have husbands, and so you know we, we can discuss that dynamic. And some don't have husbands; they don't have a uh, that support person to bounce ideas off of. So you literally get a mix of all these different, um, you know, walks of life that are trying to all do it, and we get to come together with different perspectives, different experiences, you know. And a lot of the times the some topics will be surrounded around doing it with the kids, how to do it with the kids and those types of things, because mm -hmm. that's life. That's the problems or not problems. That's the um, difficulties that we're dealing with. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's kind of like all encompassing in that way. I just want to I just want to say that. Um... Uh, yes, a lot of people do ask me, oh, man, I want to get my wife on board. And it's the exact same thing Gabby also gets, you know, I want to get my husband on board as well. It's trust me, it's it's a normal thing. Uh, it's very rare that both um, partners want to get involved in it. It's normally a mover and a shaker and there's there's normally, normally a stabilizer. Um, the person who takes action, the person who just wants to analyze it first and make sure everything's all correct. It's totally fine. Um, I just want to say, normally when someone asks me that question, how to do it. I say, get in contact with Gabby. She's got real estate investing masterminds. It's perfect for your wife. Like to be able to give your wife the confidence. That's what she wants. She wants to know that she can trust that this is going to work. She wants the confidence. Mm -hmm. um, don't be like, honey, you're joining Gabby's mastermind. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't force, force anyone. Your, <laughs> just, just the... Because I, I, that's the other thing is that I want people who are going to show up and who want to show up. Because these women are going to be together for a year. They are going to become friends. This is going to be their community. These are going to be the people who are motivating them and supporting them and holding them accountable. So if I have people who are like, oh, you know what? I'm tired today. I'm just going to skip this one. That'll, that'll that kill it, the energy. It in a group. kills the energy. And, it, and, and then it 
decreases the motivation amongst the other people that like, oh, they didn't show up. So now I guess we're just a group of, you know what I mean? So I want people who are, who want to do this, like, let's go fucking do it, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a completely different, um, it's completely different for women in real estate than it is for men in real estate. And so, um, and it's not always the case for everyone, but just generally, you know, it's, it's better for women to be surrounded by women when it comes to stuff like this. And that could be for a woman who is in a support role, or that could be for a woman who's, who's driving mm -hmm. it, it. And it's, and, and that could same for males, but just for this example, because of the women's real estate investing mastermind, um, it doesn't matter, you know, whether this is my understanding, because we've talked about this. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's someone who's, you know, just in a support role or whether it's the someone that's, that's, that's running the business. I think it's just good in general to, to be surrounded by other women who understand that you can ask your questions and get the answers in the way that you want to hear it and not in the, just go fucking do it and bring home the meat. Like Wayne says, you know don't what I mean? The, don't take the meat away. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a way that women need to, to, to express it and to, to hear it and, and to be supported. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Anyways, go fill the group. Yeah. So I don't know when we're starting soon. <laughs> you know or what? If January. you say you're starting this month, you'll, you'll start this month. And I could tell you right now, and Gabby would probably get on the phone and call the 10 women that she knows would be perfect for this right now. And she'd fill the group this week. Um, but that's I how want my I operate. <laughs> and, and like I just alluded to earlier, I want my people I want my the people who want want who want to be in my group to be in my group. So I don't want to call you and try to convince you. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear it and be inspired and want to join. So um, with that being said, I um, actually everything's kind of falling into place, Wayne, because yesterday I updated my link tree. Yep. <laughs> with. Um, a, it has a link for booking a 20 minute discovery call with me. So I opened up my calendar. Um, so if you go on any of my profiles, which is just Instagram and Facebook, I'm, I'm basically nowhere else. Yeah. Um, if you look in the, my information there, you'll see my link tree link. And if you click on that, you can, yeah, book a, a discovery call and we can chat about it and chat about where you're at and if it would be a good fit and all that kind of stuff. And um, we can get you set up and hooked up and get started. Dope. Cool. <laughs> hey, you said that you, you know you don't just want anyone in the group and that you're very picky on the exact same thing with exact same way of coaching and mentoring like um i'm i'm not interested in helping somebody who doesn't want to be helped yeah it's it's the worst feeling in the world yeah is um you know someone saying that they want help and then well and that's when they drop helpful. off the face of the earth right yeah yeah they yes. need they need to want it and yeah i'm not i'm not going to go call people and try to convince them to join the group yeah if you like me and you want to be a part of what I got going on, ring me. <laughs> you know what I was going to talk about today? What? I was going to talk about the Alberta boom. Oh. I was going to talk about, <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. I'm like, is Alberta going to boom or is it going to bust? <laughs> Call in now with your thoughts. Let's do it. <laughs> no, to, to be honest, this is a much longer one. And I think it, this is actually a really great conversation for Monday. We'll start Monday off with that, but I can. With a boom. Oh, dear God. Okay. No. Dear God. I thought it was clever. Um, and hey, if anyone else has any comments about, um, you know, personal growth and what their belief is and hey, you know, what's your definition of life, call in now <laughs> and win a free what coffee What would you mug. put on a mug? First person to call in is going to win a free. Oh, Tony, what is your definition of life? 
Uh, we're going to bring in Tony right now. We're also giving wait, away. Wait, um, I think Tony's already got, I think he's already got a mug in the mail. <laughs> I, I do. I was calling him for the previous question about the booming part. Yeah, go ahead, Let's man. Let's do it. Alarm went off there. Are you there? Am I, oh. am I still back? <laughs> my my yeah, alarm to wake the kids up just came on. Uh, sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Um, the booming of Alberta. Um, real estate-wise, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, this is yours is not the only podcast I listen to re- pretty regularly. You a slut. Lot of more. <gasps> Wayne. <laughs> Jesus. Another one for Wayne's swear jar. So we got yeah. an F bomb swear wow. jar. Oh, yeah. Your now, kids now, aren't listening, right? <laughs> Schluter. So Remember? <laughs> Schluter, yeah. Oh, okay. you're Schluter. That's what I'm going to say. You okay. Schluter. That's good. That's, man, that was quick. That was quick for seven o'clock in the morning. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> Not well, bad. I'll, I'll, yeah, given that it is pretty close to seven, I'll just keep it quick. But I mean, in a lot of those other podcasts, they're, they're more based out east, big prices in Toronto. Yeah. A lot of those investors are looking and talking about the hype of Edmonton, Calgary, Alberta in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Uh, prices being very attractive, laws for lawyers or not, not lawyers for uh, landlords. Yeah, uh, being you know very positive. So, I just been hearing this hype from that group, building and building and building over maybe the last six to eight months, and. Uh, they all feel it's coming, so that that uh, you know feel bodes well for us, the us that we're already here. So yeah. lots of opportunity here, guys. So yeah, I, I obviously I have a lot to touch on on this, and I think we'll still continue on 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 Monday. But um, uh, the reason why I wrote that note down was because um, there's another investor in Edmonton who posted uh, just the other day about um, an increase in uh, oil wells. Um, I, I can't remember what the numbers were, but it was like the amount of oil wells that got started up this year was 10 times more than what there was last year. And anytime there's a post like this, um, every real estate investor shares it because it's, it's great content, right? It's great content because, um, look, Alberta is fantastic. And, and it's, it's good to share with your potential investors on whatever your platform, Instagram or Facebook, um, potential investors are all looking at this one dimensionally they're like okay i might invest it with you into real estate but uh is the is the value is going to go up because that's all they're thinking about is if i invest in this asset will the value go up so sharing something like that is 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 gold to give people assurance that you know your investments are safe they don't understand the cash flow and the mortgage pay down that kind of stuff um so everybody shared it uh the other day and like alberta do you want do you want the numbers yeah, sure. you said it's up 100%, but it's up 1,043.8%. Oh. So this time uh, last year, the, it was 40, 48 wells, and we're at 549. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a big jump. Yeah. So people see that as like, okay, well, it's getting pumped out. That means, you know, jobs are going to be created, and, yeah. and it's going to be the early 2000s all over again, which it could. It might. Um, but I think you you touched on a really good point, Tony, is that uh, we have all of the other fundamentals that the rest of the country doesn't have. So we we already like we're I we're not booming. There's no, you know, asset appreciation, pretty stale. But I, I personally like like the boring, you know, um, stability of Alberta. 
I like that the ratio, and you talked about, you know, the prices being so low, the ratio of the, you know, the rents and expenses to the, to sorry, the, um, the expenses and the, and the property values to the rent. That's what creates cash flow. It's the mathematics between that ratio of rent to expenses. And because our purchase prices are lower and our rents are higher, um, that means that we cash flow better. What I'm scared about, what I'm thinking about, which I want to, you know, I want people to call in about on Monday is... Um, what if the values go up? What if we do have a boom? So let's say, for example, you know, <laughs> by golly, we, we, strike, we strike gold. We strike, we strike the black gold and there's oil and all these projects, you know, they get approved and everything else because they've been delayed. Lots of projects being delayed for years. And then, you know, uh, we come out of the pandemic and they're going to they're gonna light a match and they're going to, um, everything's just going to boom. And, and lots of jobs. So what happens? You know, lots of opportunities, lots of projects. We don't have enough people here. We start shipping in people from out east, a little bit from the west, but mostly historically out east. Um, and then, you know, people start coming in from out east. They need a place to live, right? So naturally they want to, you know, they want to rent first. So they're going to rent, which, which creates a demand for housing. Okay, so rents will, if, if there's a demand for housing and there's a limited supply, then rents will go up, right? And then within about a year, this is just a normal cycle that you'll see in any, you know, pamphlet for real estate investing. Within a year, people want to, if it's still going hard and there's lots of money, then people will want to buy a place. And if, it's, if interest rates are still low, as they have been, um, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity, right? So people want to start buying places, which will create a demand for, you know, purchasing houses and obviously create a more demand if people are buying houses and there's less rentals than rents, you know, it just it has, it's a domino effect. House values go up just like they did this past, you know, in Edmonton and Calgary this past spring. I don't know what the hell caused it. Nobody really knows, but you know, because of the demand for houses, prices started going up and people in Calgary were paying $30,000 over um, list price. And so, you know, that's, that's ultimately what happens and house prices go up. But what happens, you know, after that, yes, rent will go up as well. But then when your property values go up, then, you know, that means that your mortgages go up as well, right? Your expenses go up. And also if your property values go up, that also means your property taxes go up as well. Yeah. Right. So suddenly that ratio that you had between. You and know, insurance are insurance, insurance is always going up. <laughs> Yeah. So that ratio, that amazing ratio that Alberta has with great cash flow, everybody loves it. Alberta is such an affordable place, got great cash flow. It's just mathematics. So once your property values go up and your property taxes go up, your insurance goes up. One important factor, the key thing that needs to happen is your rent needs, needs to, to follow. Yeah. Because if your rent doesn't, then we are basically a clone, a cousin of Ottawa, mm -hmm. of London. Of all these places that are, you know, of, of, of whichever, you know, city you want to fill in, you know, um, in, in East, in the East, Ontario or wherever. Um, they have great appreciation, great values, however, and they got great demand, but the rents don't match. And then suddenly we, yeah, it's great. We bought a $300,000 house and now it's worth $370,000 in a year. Woohoo! We made $70,000, but suddenly you don't cash flow as much anymore. So we were extremely fortunate there, um, you know, in the early 2000s. We weren't investing at that time. We were too young. Um, but uh, a lot of people saw that. Uh, the values were going up, lots of jobs. And uh, the rents were like 
really high yeah because of the demand and uh and and then it all just went away but it, it might do the exact same thing but we don't know it is cyclical but again it really depends on the on the rents so the question you know that i really want the conversation that i want to have on monday is about you know do we want this <laughs> really it, it comes down to your it comes down to your real estate investing strategy my strategy is based off of the you know the the atmosphere the, the environment that we have right now because i like the cash flow i like the stability yeah i don't like when things go crazy. When our property values go down and our property taxes decrease a bit, we're like, Yeah, yes. cash flow. Because, <laughs> because we're holding it for a long time. We don't care. We it's know it's going to go back up. <laughs> and I want cash flow for my business. And that's yeah. another thing we'll talk about next week as well, is a lot of people don't understand you know, how cash flow is created. I hate when people say, I can't find any cash flowing properties. Everyone says Edmonton's great, but there's no cash flow. Well, it's just mathematics. You just need to know how to, how to properly find it, find the right property type. But um, you know, do we want a boom? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> a lot of things need to be aligned. A lot of things need to happen in order for it to be beneficial. Otherwise it's a great opportunity. All it is is creates a great opportunity to sell. Yes. And that's, right? I, I was just about to say, um, Kathleen said that she saw this just after she bought her first condo and then that she almost sold her condo during the boom of 2007. Probably could have made a pretty penny. <laughs> the other argument would be, is, is it better to buy now or is it better to wait until the rents are up and buy then by now in leduc <laughs> we have no affiliation with leduc no. other than it's, it's where we we hang our caps um but you know what's what's your strategy if that's what you think you know what's your strategy you need to plan for what could potentially be happening if you see that you know jobs are being created and 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 you you follow along with everything that I said in the cycle that's about to happen, the progression that's about to happen. What should you do now? Should you wait and and see, and, and if, it see if it happens, <laughs> and then plan accordingly, or do you stick? You have to plan because every every market has a different strategy. Our strategies are built off this market. Yeah, and I don't Would like you... when people start shaking up my market. <laughs> Leave my market alone. <laughs> my plans are set accordingly. We like I, boring. I have rent to own tenant buyers. Okay. I don't want the values going up. <laughs> I made a plan thinking that this is going to be a stale market, <laughs> uh, which, you know, congratulations for my rent to own tenant buyers. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, of course. they're striking a rich. Um, but I mean, they, you make plans accordingly. So, um, you know, what do you do? Do you, do you, another thing, another thought I have. Wow. It's all opening up now, the ideas. Um, do you need to sell? If it happens, if it happens, do you need to sell when it goes high? Should you sell? Or should you buy now, rent it out, and then continue to rent it out? If the value goes up and then it comes back down and lands wherever, is that okay as well? Yeah. Are you a long-term investor or are you a short-term investor? Write them down, Wayne. Monday is going to be a gooder. Yeah, <laughs> lots of ideas. There's lots of great ideas. I'm sorry. I muted you there, Tony. I wasn't sure if you had anything else you wanted to say. I went on a little bit of a rant. <laughs> no, I, I was fine with letting you go there. Uh, this is this is where I wanted to go today. Um, I was I was just this is what I thought about one minute before we started. And then we uh, we got into everything else. But you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's definitely a possibility of a boom. I mean, uh, your oil stock prices are going up. Your cost of oil is going up. There's talk of $100 barrel again. But yeah. that's in the future. Um, 
I agree. I, I prefer the stable market <laughs> approach, but the that that's boom is a, but B is big, big inflation probably on the horizon. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's already here, but that's eventually translating into houses and rent prices and all that sort of other sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that'll be very tumultuous for the next few years, I imagine. But definitely, um, that, again, a topic tumultuous, tumultuous before seven a.m. Wow, tumul- <laughs> uh, I was like, what other word can I use instead of that? And I couldn't really. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> love it. It's getting very Schluter-like uh, in the next few years. <laughs> so maybe we can talk but, more about it next week because it, it is a, a, a complicated topic. Maybe and it, that's going like to set us a bunch of down uh, down a bunch of other rabbit holes as well. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it because I want everybody to call in. And I want to hear their thoughts because I know some people are um, are in different industries and they could see it from different perspectives. And uh, nobody really knows for sure. Nobody really knows if it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen. And then nobody really knows what direction it will go. We might get everything that we asked for. We might get a booming market, but then rents are shit. And then, you know, when now we have a shitty cash flowing market, we got to be conscious of these kind of things and have discussions. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see what other people, you know, what kind of research they've done and, and how they're planning. So, well, thank you for calling in, Tony. Uh, I apologize. I don't want to send you a second mug. So um, if you're down don't for it, it. Uh, let's, uh, I'll give you a, a free 30 minute coaching call. Hell yeah. I'll take that any day. Okay, buddy. Okay. Um, I will, uh, if you can email us, I think uh, you've emailed this before uh, with your address. Okay. I will, uh, I will send you the link to book that. And, uh, and yeah, looking forward to discussing this with you next week. Perfect. Thanks guys. I, uh, yeah, this is, I don't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you must, we have a big day. We do have a big day. Very big day. Cabin retreat starts tonight. Yeah, Gabby's, uh, if you follow Gabby on social media or myself, you can see uh, Gabby cooking up some chili yesterday um, <laughs> for the, for the uh, cabin retreat attendees. Um, someone, who was it that gave you the great idea about the goggles while cutting onions? Heather, our old handyman's wife. <laughs> uh, I saw she posted a while ago, I don't know, maybe just a few weeks ago, she was cutting onions and she had like the, the full eye mask goggles swimming goggles on and that apparently it works so Hmm. i started cutting the onions i had to cut like i had to chop up like six onions yesterday the house was like yeah they were spicy they were potent like they were literally i could feel the burning in my throat as well as my eyes so literally the second i busted that first one open i was like oh god this is not gonna work Mm -hmm. and then i remembered so i went and i raided my daughter's swimming bag and I found <laughs> the kid goggles. The swimming goggles for our six-year-old. <laughs> and I put that shit on and I chopped those damn onions. You've like never boss. looked more beautiful. Yeah. I looked pretty fancy. Uh, made eye contact with a guy outside while I was trying to get my dog to stop barking. He looked confused. It was all okay, though. Um, and guys, it works. Goggles. Cutting onions. There you go. Chili hack. Pro tip. Or onion hack, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Gab made up the the chili yesterday. He made some homemade burgers as well. You can't you I can't buy frozen. Stuff. I made garlic butter. I made burger sauce. You made burger sauce too? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we're pretty basic with our meals. We try and be pretty basic with our meals and just like you know stay on track as much as we can for for meal prepping. Um, so it's nice to know that I got some homemade burgers and burger sauce coming on Saturday. So. <laughs> And everybody else that's joining in. 
uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just be finishing up the last couple things this morning and heading out, packing up and, and heading out. It's gonna be pretty, it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. I, um, you know, one thing I just realized hmm. when I woke up this morning is that, um, we typically go to bed around say 10 o'clock, maybe sometimes 1030 and we get up around 435 and I completely forgot that these cabinet treats, we get up at the same time. But we stay up until like midnight, one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to make it past nine o'clock. Yeah. Especially I didn't, like these I didn't intense get up, conversations yeah. we're going to be having. I didn't get up early today because I knew I had to stay up late tonight. And I was like, I can't make it past 9, 30, 10 these days when I'm waking up at 4.30. So yeah, I slept in, got up at 5.30. I have a feeling that everyone who's there is going to witness Gabby falling asleep at the couch. Yeah, the crash. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're sleeping off site. We're sleeping off site this, this retreat. So uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out. There's going to be lots of coffee, but uh, at the same time, I'm, I, you know that like once We're you start, excited. once yeah. you start getting into these types of conversations and you start seeing the light bulb, you know, on top of people's heads and, mm-hmm. and the aha moments and they're like, oh shit, I didn't know I can do that. Or, oh shit, I didn't know you can structure it this way. You just, you feed off of it. The energy, like you feed off the energy of everyone. It's like, it's, it's so cool to be able to see people have those moments and then instantly just ideas start flowing. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's so creative and yeah, I, this is, this is my favorite shit to do. Um, I hate day to day real estate. I hate tasks. <laughs> I hate tasks. I hate the fact that I've got a shit ton of emails that I need to f- respond to before I leave today. Um, I just want to be there and I just want to be thinking creatively. I want to come up with ideas. And that's, that's, that's why we hold these retreats. It's just like to, to surround yourself with other people like that and create ideas and support. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the best. Okay. Before so. we go, may I? Mm, yes. Um, we had two callers today and you did not give equal opportunity to win prizes. Oh so, shit. Oh shit. You Courtney, write that stuff down. I don't. Yeah, I know. I was like, damn, you give him away stuff. I, without I, draw? It was 30 <laughs> minutes ago. I went on like 12 different rants. Uh, Courtney coffee is on us. So yes, uh, of we'll course. I'm sorry you. about yeah, that. Free coffee. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and she was just saying, I was, I should probably call in and then you finally do. And then we, yeah. we, we step on you. I apologize. I got your back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, we'll see everyone at the cabin retreat and everyone else. We will see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 